0: Good morning. We're back. We are back. We are back. 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 Um, I was trying to figure out how to share my screen. Oh yeah, here it is. There it is. It wasn't showing up. I promise it wasn't. We're back. Encouraging your spirit. The podcast. We are. I'm gonna close this out because you can't see me. <laughs> Let's say it again. We're back with part two. Um, remember in case you're more in part two. We're doing uh, language of promise. I just did cohabitation with God. And now we're talking about sonship and stewardship. Um, that's we're going to talk about today. And so before we do that, I found a song that kind of goes over or summates what we were talking about with come uh, with cohabitation. I think the lyrics speak about that deeply. So I'm gonna hit play. done on rights to the song. I just wanted to share that song because when I was thinking about the first part of uh, cohabitation uh, that we were talking about being still and knowing that I'm God meditation part that was the song that was uh, definitely in my mind heart and spirit I loved it because not that that I feel like me you, us can't go to God for blessings, uh, yet. But I do think about it in terms of communing with God, in terms of just wanting to be in the presence of God, wanting to be with God, and just just getting something, as they would say, something from getting from God in that sense of just wanting God. And and I thought about that in terms of. Um, cohabitation so the next part that we're talking about sonship and stewardship Graham Cook writes we live our lives in the tension I love that word tension because I think so many things in our lives are tensions there's tensions and then problems they're two different things but anyway we're not gonna go there today but as just in my mind we live our lives in the tension of a paradox between being and doing The key to succeeding in this quandary is always to choose being over doing. We must choose to take time out to rest. We all have to do many things, but being is just important. The paradox could be described as a difference between sonship and stewardship. We must learn how to serve the Lord, but we must also explore how to be a son. God doesn't want to treat you like a slave. He wants to treat you like a son. I know that there's there's a whole lot of conversation that we're gonna we're gonna get to it in a New Year to really talk about that, but right now we're, we're just going over this chapter. So I'm just reading Graham's words and reflecting. Uh, Graham further writes how one of uh, mentors, uh, Arthur, asked Graham, "Do you want to be a servant of the Lord?" And Graham said, "Yeah." And um, Then don't get uh, upset if he treats you like one, is what Arthur says. Sometimes God commands us and our job is to obey. And other times it's a request. And uh, Christians need to know how to live a life as both a servant and a son, which basically means living in different ways. realms. Sometimes we're serving, sometimes we're doing something else. Because think about this in terms of identity, because there's a podcast long ago. when think about identity and how we show up. So if you think about this in the terms of like right now, I'm coming to you for this. Uh, I'm a podcast host and a content creator. In my daily life, I'm an associate professor in the university library. I'm also a husband, I'm also a information science doctoral student. I'm also a teacher. Now, depending upon what's needed, I show up as one of those things, not necessarily all of those things. So if you're using that same example in the relational experience with God, sometimes we're showing up in our job. Our responsibility is, oh, being obedience in the sense that we're we're God tells us to do something and we do it. Case in point, I was in this situation um, two weeks ago, and someone had shared something with me, and I res- I listened to them. <clears throat> and I went back and, and I sat down and um. and as I was thinking, as I was sitting there on the sofa, <clears throat> I'm sitting there on the sofa, Holy Spirit started talking to me. And so then I got up and went and shared with that person uh, what the Holy Spirit had said. And I remember telling my therapist about this because I was like, normally my response is with people, it's like I'm I'm very good <clears throat> excuse me on listening. And I often think about not just on listening, because sometimes I, I, I need to say this in transparency. Sometimes I'm good at listening, sometimes I'm not. But in this particular case and situation, I was really sensitive to where, you know, the other person was emotionally. And uh, mentally and what was circ- as well as what was going on circumstantially, if that's even the word. So just in the circumstance. So from that aspect, I was like the information that I was responding to, I was like, are they in a, a space and place to hear it? And this is important because sometimes when we talk to people, they may or may not be present or in the space to hear what it is that we're saying. And that's whether we provide an instruction or points of information, they might not be there. And if they're not there, they can often respond in ways that can be a wide array of places that they can go. So in this situation, I was really sensitive to where they were. And I did not want, even though I had helpful things to say, I did not want my words to further wound people and to create. Um, I think about it in terms of a drawbridge and the sense that people can open the drawbridge and let you in. But sometimes if your behavior, if your words are hurtful and painful, they let that drawbridge bridge right back up and you're on the outside. That that's just the best metaphorical representation. I hope that makes sense. But how it relates to this example as far as how we show up or thinking about this relationally in our turn in in, in relationship, you know, with God. I'm like, okay, well, the spirit is saying, hey, you know what? You really need to go say these things. And I was like, you sure? Because sometimes, you know, this, I don't know if they're in the space to hear me. And it would not leave me, it would not let me go. So I went and said, I went and said what I needed to say or what I was supposed to say. And they listened. It they weren't exactly initially receptive to it, but later they said that I was right. And I did feel a bit weird about it, but overall I felt like it was the right thing to say. So I knew no matter what they ended up doing, what decisions they ended up making, it still felt like the right thing to do. And I think about that because you know, living a life as both a servant, as both you're, you're a child of God, meaning a son, a daughter, they, a them, that a, however you identify, you know, means has different levels of responsibilities that come with that. It has different things that are required. It just depends on what's being asked of you at that time. So being a son means God gets the best of our day, not just the tail end. The Apostle Paul uh, is a wonderful example of a man who knew how to be both a servant and a son. Is what Graham writes. Ephesians 1, 15 through 23 says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the work king of his mighty power which he worked in christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills in all. Graham writes, Graham Cook writes that what is meant by that prayer is longevity in the spirit, is powered by wisdom and revelation from God. The two streams flow into one enabling us to understand who God wants to be for me, you, us. Once we capture who God wants to be for us, there's a power and energy that flows into our spirit from God's spirit to us. It's like this, or maybe it's this. Suddenly we're living life for all it's worth. Defeat and burnout evaporate. A spirit-infused Christian does not become weary or overwhelmed by circumstances because our eyes are lightened, enlightened, if you will, with the knowledge of who God is and that his call on our lives is certain, which basically means the circumstances that we experience do not negate God's love, power, and purpose for us. It's just the circumstance. That we're experiencing. And I know that's tough to to live out and to experience because I feel like oftentimes we feel or want our circumstances to not be what they are. Or sometimes we don't have understanding for why things happen the way that they happen or why it's that way. Why did this horror, why did this situation happen? And just being able to think above higher than the circumstances that is our present, whatever that might be, is a challenge. It's difficult to do because all we can see at that moment is what is facing us. Yet I'm learning lately that the new key is strategize, that you do have to see beyond what is present in your face, think about it this way. I was in a situation right now where I got a car about a year ago, a year and some months ago. And I've been thinking about refinancing the car. And um, I was talking with my spouse about it. And what she was saying to me was, cause I had a uh, an offer and they're working out the details right now. And her statement was in calculating What I've already paid, you know, for, you know, month to month based on what the new rate will be. If you look at what those numbers will be, even if the payment is lesser, will it still be a benefit to you? Now, I know you don't know the payment of the car and you don't know the the annual percentage rate and all that. That's not the point. Those my point in thinking about it is thinking about strategy in terms of short term and long term. Some decisions Look really good in the short term, but in the long term, you learn that wasn't necessarily a good decision, so you have to be mindful of things, and I think that comes with wisdom and revelation in being. The wisdom to know that, you know what, this is the circumstances that I experienced. That's what the elders would mean or the song means when it says there won't always be days like this. Sooner or later, it will work in my favor. That's the that's the, the life application of that principle is it's not going to always be like this. If 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 a person is struggling right now and struggle could be a lot of different things it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to always face that it's very circumstances are extremely temporal even though they might feel like cuz i feel like somebody's in the back or it is saying but my circumstances have been going on for years i'm not disputing your experience i'm just saying circumstances in themselves have the ability to be temporal why you say that chris because More than one thing can be true at the same time, but the things do not have to be mutually exclusive. It does not have to always be either or, either or. It could also be and in addition to, while that is true, it is also true. Life, I'm telling you, it it works like that in figuring that out. And it's not just figuring that out because the figuring that out does not always mean we will have the wisdom and revelation to do something different. Is being very aware of that and governing yourself accordingly and learning to quiet your mind, to meditate, to be still, to be able to to go within, to say, okay, this I know this might be what happened. These are the circumstances, but what is it, God, that you want to be for me in this moment? Be for me in this season. Be for me in this space that I'm in right now. Living in the spirit gives us the glimpse and riches of our inheritance. God loves to show us his majesty and power so that in every situation we face, we rely on him. And I'm learning that in in many seasons, that it's about the relying and the trusting on God. Moment to moment, millisecond to millisecond, I know who I am believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him. Paul wrote his uh, young charge Timothy, in 2 Timothy uh, 1.12. And he had absolute confidence who in who God was for him, his deliverer, his protector, his passion. Paul was able to go into places where incredible opposition swirled because he knew God was with him. He was always himself and spoke the word of God to kings and vagabonds. Each of us, me, you, us, can go as far as God gives us permission to go, is what Graham writes. Our authority grows as our maturity in Christ grows. And that, to me, when I think about that, makes me think about when the elders would say about growing and growing. God trusting you in different situations. At least that's what it brings up to me. That might be something different, but I think about that in terms of, you know, what authority is it that we actually have and how the the maturing, the spiritual maturity that we experience as we grow by knowing who God is for us. We never have to be afraid of our circumstances. They are what they are. When I say they are what they are, please know I'm not negating that they could be painful, that they could be sorrowful, that they could be absolutely, this is not how I saw it. This is not the way that it's supposed to be. They could be unfair, they could be unjust, and you absolutely abhor it. And that there are actual real circumstances where you cannot see the way. But the truth, universal and unchanging, is that God always makes a way, that God is always with us and for us, and that the deeper. Reflection and inner thing is to get to the point to be able to be still, to, to talk with God, to know what God wants to be for us in those moments. What should our plan of action, what should our strategy be in those and taking the time to do that? That, to me, is the difference between being and doing. That's all I got It's our time for the day. I got to get them out of here and get to class and, you know, other things. But I hope that what was said and shared, taught today speaks to your mind, to your heart and your spirit. I love you. There is nothing that you can do past the present that will change it. Um, I will be checking the email as we're on holiday break. Uh, as time permits, I'm, not, I'm telling you, I'm, I'll check it, but I'm not checking it every day. Uh, but encouraging your spirit podcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to the Facebook page here or on YouTube, wherever pods are casted. I hope you have a safe and glorious holiday season. Be blessed.